Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Talking about Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Topics, loaded like offense, cold centric, talking about it often. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Welcome back to another Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. Thank you guys for coming back to the show. Uh, As always, the Colts cast, Stampede Radio, Afternoon Pancakes, all brought to you by TickPick. If you guys haven't used that yet, whether you're going to the Colts game, honestly, concert, college games, doesn't matter. Use TickPick, use Stampede as your promo code at checkout. You'll be glad you did. $10 off of your first $100 spent on the app and uh, honestly i, I mean I, I, I don't know about you jim but i i don't use another one i i truly don't yeah neither do i and the, it, it's it's pretty pretty damn good i mean honestly yep. <laughs> it's just it, it just makes sense honestly even if you don't if you're not getting like the discount code after you know you use it once it, it's still so easy this is the price you pay you check out you're done it's it's as simple yep. as it gets and and that's why i love it honestly quite honestly the most so um Jim is with us today, Jim Campbell from the Stampede Radio Podcast uh, here on uh, Stampede Blue uh, Podcasts, and we are going to go through our third quarter predictions for the Indianapolis Colts today as well. First, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about the injury report today for Wednesday. Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, Malik Hooker all did not participate uh, obviously, Paris Campbell with the broken hand, Hooker with the knee, and T.Y. Hilton with his calf issues. Brissett was limited today, which in my opinion is pretty encouraging. DeSir wa- was limited, also encouraging. Uh, Clayton Gathers was limited, but that has a rest designation on it. So they must have just said, you look tired, go sit down after about halfway through. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was all about, but that's, I've never seen a rest limited, I don't think. It's always rest yeah. and not participate, but... Um, and the other positivity out of this is Ryan Kelly uh, was a full go today after suffering a burner uh, in Pittsburgh. So honestly, this is about as good as I could have expected from our injury report here on Wednesday. And if this is all we've got, I mean, did I miss something with Hooker? Or do you think, is this just lingering stuff with him? I, I think it's lingering. I, I was wondering the same thing. I literally just looked at the injury report like 10 minutes before you called me. It's like, well, what is that all about? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I yeah I'm, I'm hoping it's just, you know, precautionary stuff and lingering issues. Yeah, I, I just assume that they're holding him out, honestly, a day yeah. early in the week just so he can kind of rest and recover. Although it doesn't say rest, but I mean, it does say need. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess you can use either designation for that. But all in all, in my opinion, today's injury report is pretty good news. I, I love to see that. I love to see Brissett on the field, even if it's limited. 
Um, and, you know, seeing Desert Limited right out of the gate this week, that gives you good thoughts for coming into uh, Sunday's game against the Dolphins. And, you know, just all the way around. Kelly, back in that lineup, that's going to help, although I don't think that the Colts did bad, you know, at, at center without him, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the better, the better. You know, it just that's yeah. just the way it is. You want that uh, – you know, not not just the chemistry back with Kelly in there, but the com- I mean, the, the way that these guys work together is so important. Um, and just having everybody with the normal faces up front makes the entire offensive line that much more uh, uh, efficient. And we need that because right now they're they're kind of one of the units that have have struggled the past couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. um, outside of that, you know, Campbell obviously with his hand, that's kind of an issue kind of sucks because he had I mean if as close to a breakout game as he's had this year uh this past weekend and you know now he's he's on the shelf it looks like so um, yeah we finally got to see some of that crazy speed from him yeah yeah, um, yeah. Un- unfortunately it ended well the fumble didn't end up you know being a turnover but mm-hmm. um you got to see that just you know kind of you know, insane speed we've been looking for and, and you got excited and then he's gone. Yeah. And that's not good because the Colts no. receiving core now is going to be down two guys, a broken hand and a jacked calf with Hilton. So the Colts are going to have to find more answers by God, Dion Kane. If you're on the freaking active roster Sunday, do something, son, you know, Seriously. let's, let's get it together, man. Get your head straight, get your, route running uh, uh, tightened up and, and do something, my friend, because the, not only do we as fans need to see it, because the questions aren't going to stop until he does something. And then there's probably still not going to stop until he does something for a couple straight weeks. And, you know, he, he's waiting until halfway through the season. L- okay, time to get in in gear, pal. You know, let, let's get busy. But otherwise, you know, uh, in, in my opinion, a pretty encouraging day of practice there for, for the Colts. So, uh, yeah, better than we've seen for a while. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Absolutely. They seem to be gently getting healthier, but, you know, this one seems to be the nice. And it's nice to see that uh, Taekwon Lewis isn't even on it, you know, this week. So, yeah. As opposed to. It's encouraging. Yeah, having him full go and then just, you know, not having him really on there at all is nice. So, <laughs> um, But we are here, folks, to talk about the Colts' upcoming schedule. Let's talk a, a real quick review of the last four games uh, for the Colts. Now, we discussed the Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, and Steelers. Uh, neither of us picked them to beat the Chiefs, and they did. You picked them to beat the Texans. I picked them. I picked against it, I believe. Is that right? Yes, okay. I believe so. Okay. And then I'm pretty certain we both picked them to win uh, at the Broncos or at home against the Broncos, which they did. Mm-hmm. I and I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what we said about the Steelers. I, I truly don't. I feel like I feel like I would have like second guessed that one just because it was the Steelers in in Pittsburgh. But I I don't have to go back and listen. But anyway, I I, I think I went with a loss because I just said I I don't trust them playing in Heinz Field yet. Yeah, and that's probably <laughs> and, that's accurate. I say I I feel like I probably would have agreed with you, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't knowing that Mason Rudolph was under center and. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know, but what, what was there any surprises or anything from these last four games that uh, you took away? Like, especially aside from the fact that the past two games against what we perceive to be the easier of the two games or the more uh, more favorable matchups for the Colts in those last two games were their worst two games of the the past four games, and probably their worst uh, two I, games of the year. 
Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, uh, well, the, the Raiders game was that's right, that's especially right. bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I think the offensive line has been my biggest surprise the past two games. Now, I mean, with that caveat, they have been going up against incredible pass rushers in those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on uh, Stampede Radio, Shepard is often the one, you know, ringing the bell of doom of saying, hey, you know, don't sleep on these guys. Right. This defense is better than than their record. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he's been right <laughs> every time about that. Um you know, and Von Miller is going to do Von Miller things for sure. Um, and uh, when you've got somebody whose last name is Watt, you're expecting a certain level of of productivity out of him as well. So, I, I expect you know those guys to make plays, but you know we we had an especially tough time um, running the ball consistently the past couple weeks, which has been a little disconcerting um, and, and pass protection seems to have gotten worse over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Quentin Nelson got pushed into Jacoby Brissett cause he was getting beat um, quite often in that game. And, and I'm not a knock on cue. You're going to get beat in this league. You know, you're not going to be perfect all the time. Right. Even somebody that good is going to have bad days. Because you're going up against the best of the best. Even on a crappy team, you're going up against some good people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I just think, I feel like, you know, we had, we've seen this with them before with this line at times. They maybe not have a stellar game, then they bounce back because they got a chip on their shoulder and, you know, they've got kind of a nasty attitude and, and they rode great guys. And it, it just seemed like it was an, a continuation of the performance against the Broncos. Right. Uh, against Pittsburgh and, and and that's really been my biggest concern or my biggest surprise to be honest with you is that that they consistently weren't that great over the past two weeks mm-hmm. um, but hopefully we we see that uh, pick up a bit especially if if Ryan can come back in and and that could be part of what we were seeing you know Ryan Kelly we saw at times last year in particular where you know the line did play fairly differently if, if Ryan wasn't there um, you know, he's instrumental in helping with, with coverage and, and all that good stuff. So, um, and calling out the blocking schemes against that, um, you know, the defensive line. So maybe that's part of it. You know, hopefully we'll see him back in action and to see this line gel again. Um, granted the, the group they're going up against, they shouldn't have too much of a problem with. So it'll be a nice little bounce back for them, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think that that's probably about where I'm at as well. Um, I'm, I would love to see the offensive line – or not the offensive line, but the running game be a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I want to see uh, Jacoby Brissett become a little more aggressive, and I want to see a little more consistency out of the receiving core, course. I mean, especially now with T.Y. Hilton out. But all in all, I <sighs> – Man, surprises! I don't, I don't know that there's. I think some of the results of these games. I, I'll tell you what I'm surprised about. I'm surprised that every damn game's been one score. Yeah, I mean that's another big thing. Not a single smokehouse game uh, out of the Colts this year, and you know, uh, I think people were upset that I'm saying that the Colts need, you know, to put a real whooping on one of these teams, and they're they just haven't. But hey, look, man, I mean everybody's talking about the Colts in every single game. Okay. 
some people were using it like Mike Tomlin. He said, you know, those guys have been in a lot of one-score games, and they've been pretty good. And then other guys are saying, yeah, but every game, you know, teams that they should smoke, mm-hmm. they're in one-score games with, you know. So there's this playing to the competition on both sides of the argument in terms of, you know, going to Kansas City and winning that game. But then you're at home uh, against, you know, the the Broncos or you're at home – um, you know, against the Falcons, and you're smoking that game second half, you don't really touch the ball. You get beat uh, mm-hmm. against the Raiders, uh, a team at least at the time we thought wasn't very good. And they've turned out – you know, that hasn't turned out to be such a terrible loss, but the game still was what it was. So it's really hard for me to gauge the Colts right now, and I feel like every game, no matter who they play, I feel like I have to pick a one-score you know, difference because it's just that's just who they are this year, it seems like, right now. So – um, that would yeah. be my major surprise. I think that they haven't had a signature loss, and a good surprise from that is they haven't taken an ass whooping either. You know, either. So that, yeah, that, that, that's that's encouraging in in, in its own way. So, um, but let's take a a quick break, real quick, Jim, and then we're gonna come back, guys, and we're gonna talk uh, about the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Titans. Those are the next four games for the Colts. Uh, and we will be back right after this. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Okay, guys, I want to talk to you about TickPick. TickPick is a great way to get tickets to see the Colts or any other sports, music, or entertainment event of your choice. Not only will you save 10 to 15% off every ticket order, you can do it without any annoying fees at checkout. Think StubHub, but without the fees. Just head to TickPick.com, select your seats, and head to checkout. Get on your way to the next Colts game with TickPick. All right, folks, we are back. Now, Jim, let's, let's talk Colts-Dolphins. The Dolphins have played better. They did win a game last week against the Jets. Yep, that uh, they did. They had 
Pittsburgh down 14 nothing at one point in that game. I fell asleep, could not believe my eyes when I woke up on the couch, <laughs> seeing it was 27-14. They had a good uh, outing or a better outing than they had had the previous game. So they are definitely – that team seems to be at least the roster coming together. Here's the thing. It's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, he can drop three touchdowns on you. He can also drop five interceptions. Uh, I don't think that the Colts should – man, I this is a game, and there's been a few that I've said this. I just don't see the Colts having this within a one-score game. This is might be the one game where I say, you have to win this game by 10. You have to. Yes, they won a game. Yes, the Jets also suck. Uh, they have to blow these guys out. And I mean, and I blow out. Not, I'm not talking 30 to 3. I'm talking at least two scores. They have to win by two scores. This team needs a confidence boost after two really hard-fought games against good front sevens on defense, uh, uh, but also against some fairly pathetic offenses just the same. Yeah, we, we need to not be trotting out our struggling special teams kicking units to win games mm-hmm. uh, like this. And, you know, we, we've thought that several times before. So I hope this is the time when we, we finally see that, you know, and I haven't seen what they're favored or anything like that. Um, at this point, you might as well just favor them by like one or two. Yeah, right. That seems to be how it's going. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Especially like with the Broncos and um, and and the Steelers, those those were actually pretty good defenses. Right. You know, a lot of their struggles have well, the Broncos in particular, almost all their struggles have been offensively, and and our defense is is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So they did their job for the most part. I mean, look at the score is fairly inflated from last week because of the pick six. You know, Hoyer doesn't make that mistake, which you know. We've seen Jacoby make a similar throw against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't end up as a you know a, a score, but quarterbacks are going to make those you know mistakes. Brian Hoyer still went out there and dropped three touchdowns, right? Uh, and so um, I think if we we get our our, our collective uh, stuff together here, uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. This should be a two score game. Now I'm sure Shepard's going to tell me otherwise later this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I hope he's wrong about that. Right. Finally, so no so uh, Blystone and I can finally tell him that he was wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. This needs to be at least a ten point or or more um, win. Yeah, at least I, I hope it's going to be. And I think this kind of sits well with the Colts defense, where you've got, like I said, Fitzpatrick, who can either be look like a, an All Pro or look like he belongs you know, in the XFL, you know, I mean, you just, you don't really know what you're going to get from him, but this man, this, you would think this has to be one where they're designing some, some, um, you know, creative defensive looks up front and being able to not only challenge him, uh, with pressure, but be able to defend some passes, whether it's interceptions or being able to get in there because he is, a guy who is going to throw to us, he will. Whether we catch it or not, whether we make the most of those opportunities, that's the question. But yeah. this is some. This is a game here the Colts cannot afford to mess around with. You know, like we said, their defense, the Colts' defense, has done pretty damn good job lately. That's been nice. 
Um, well, it's time for us to have a game where we're not depending on Vinatieri with a few runs right before the kick, and we just cross our fingers that Vinatieri has a good kick. Then, because that's just that. Not only that, but the team, in my opinion, the roster. Now they can all say that they back Vinatieri, which they probably do. They can all say they love and trust him. Maybe they do. But the bottom line is, is if you do this for a third game in a row and it doesn't work out, you are going to start losing some faith in the rest of your team, and it's not going to be limited just to special teams. It's going to be like, guys, we need to start kicking somebody's ass because we can't keep trotting out Vinatieri to win a game for us, and we're just going to flip a coin whether we win or lose. That just can't happen anymore. And that, in my opinion, I'm not trying to say that Frank Reich would lose the locker room. Nothing close to that. That's not where I'm going. I'm just simply saying you're going to see some residual effects of that with the roster if they do that again. That cannot come to fruition. That simply cannot be the case this Sunday. Oh, exactly. And also, you know, it's not just Vinatieri. There's inconsistency in the long snapping right? and, and, and problems with that unit in general. So... You can't rely on that. Even if Vinny, you know, is on point with his mechanics and stuff like that, you're not, it's, it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you do love and have this respect for this, you know, first ballot hall of famer on your team, what are you saying to him when you're putting it on his shoulders day in and day out? Right. Um, and, and you know, this isn't Adam Vinatieri, from 15 years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. um, he is Mr. Clutch kick, or at least he used to be, but at some point you, you got to do him some favors and not trot him out and set him up for ultimate success or failure. Yeah, you know, it's a coin flip You're right. at that point. And I think collectively is, and I would say that's, you know, it's mostly on your offense at this point. Mm-hmm. The defense has been doing their job. Right. Um, the offense needs, to, and it's it's. I think it's a matter more of consistency than anything else. We've seen brilliant games against good defenses, mm-hmm. and we've seen um, really bad games against mediocre defenses. Right. Or at least what were you know mediocre defenses at that time, and like you said, or playing to your competition. Um, it's, it's almost like scheme has willed them to win more than the offense's execution itself has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, agree. And we got to we gotta get out of that that funk in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm giving the Colts the win here in Week 10. Same here. All right. Let's move on to Week 11. Uh, the Colts will host the Jaguars. Uh, they've lost a little bit of their muster here, um, and I can't remember if they're going to have the opportunity to have Foles back in this game or not. Um, uh, I know he's been elevated to starter, at least the last I saw. He what? He, he had been elevated to this uh, QB1. Oh, he had? Okay. At least I saw that a couple days ago from the NFL app, and I, I might be crazy, but that's the last thing I saw. Okay. So I'm going in with the assumption that Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. Okay, so we've got, um, we've got Nick Foles. Uh, leading the pack of Jaguars into Lucas Oil Stadium. This is another game. Um, I, he hasn't played all year. And yeah. he's only played a couple, you know, maybe a couple weeks of, of throwing the ball even. Um, I, I want to see what they do this week, really, to kind of see if he – oh, wait, they're they're on the bye, aren't they, in week 10? Is that right? Oh, is that, or is that right? I think so. I think they're on the bye this week. 
Um, let, let me look real quick here. I think so. I think you might be right. Because I think they were talking about that uh, he's going to come out of the bye as a starter, and, and I totally forgot all about that, actually. So <laughs> I, 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 I do think that they have the bye this week. So um, he's going to get an ex- he's going to get an extra week if that's the case, you know, basically to kind of ease his way into this and not have to, you know, deal with anybody uh, in in week ten. So I think you look at yeah, they're they're on the bye. Okay. So the Colts are going yep. to be hosting them. Uh, I'll say Nick Foles has played pretty well in the Soil Stadium the past couple times I've seen him play. He was there with the Chiefs and, you know, threw the hell out of the ball. That was in between, you know, an Eagles Super Bowl that he basically took the reins of after uh, Carson Wentz went down. So we mm-hmm. all know that he is capable of playing well. You know, when Alex Smith went down for the Chiefs, he came in and honestly, he tore up the Colts secondary. Uh, so it's it, it's he's capable of doing it. However, in his current state and with the rest of this offense right now, I don't think A, there's the chemistry, and B, I don't think that he's going to be on time with a lot of things that he needs to be on time with to be successful. So I'm definitely giving the Colts the win in week 11 at, at home as well. I'm not going uh, to go with you on that too. I'm trying not to think too hard into that because, yes, they have a yeah. capable defense. No, they haven't played like it lately, and their offense has gone downhill the past couple weeks too. And anytime they've played a team with any sort of like acceptable to good defense, they have just fallen flat on their face. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that is their quarterback situation. Um, and like I said, Nick Foles is going to have to come back um, and – develop that rapport with his his receivers and you know pick the reins up from the offense so yeah i think this is once again a fairly locked in solid win for us and Mm -hmm. probably similar to what we're looking at with uh um with the dolphins but with a a slightly better defense Mm -hmm. yep i'm with you i'm done talking about the jaguars till they prove something um so then following Week 11 into week 12, the Colts will ho- uh, travel to Houston on a Thursday night uh, to take on the Texans. And, you know, the first time around, I picked the Texans to win this game. Um, this I- I'm going to yep. let you go first on this one because I, I quite honestly, I don't really, I want to see if you can make a point here to kind of change my mind of where I'm currently sitting on it. But this is a huge game for the Colts. There's a possibility T.Y. Hilton could be back by this game. Uh, hopefully, Brissett's fully kind of healed, you know, and he's not having lingering issues going into this, and there's no additional injuries heading into this game because it's going to be a big game. Agreed. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a homer on this, and I'm going to take him to win, mm-hmm. um, especially if T.Y. is back. Um, they've lost J.J. Watt for the season again, um, which puts a pretty big dent in their defense. Not saying necessarily that that makes them a bad defense. Right. Um, but, you know, Jacoby just shredded their secondary um, at, at Lucas Oil. And I, I think he'll be able to do that again, especially with, with the lack of pressure um, coming from Watt. Because Watt was still a beast in that game. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and and he was he was doing JJ Watt things uh, the whole time, and now you eliminate that. I, I just think that it gives um, our our offense a lot better chance. Now they might not sell themselves out for the run, 
this time around like they did. So that could change some things up. But um, I I still feel like we we can get the win on this. And especially if T.Y. Hilton's ready to go, we know what T.Y. Hilton does at NRG Stadium. Mm -hmm. And until they can show the ability to stop him from doing that down there, I'm going to go ahead and go with it. But also, if he's not there, this could go <laughs> the complete opposite direction. So I understand how you're you're kind of teetering on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in. I'm gonna put my my fanboy hat on, and I'm gonna say they win. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna you know yes, T. Y. Hilton owns the Texans there in Houston. The connection. Let's say Jacoby's back and healthy and ty's back they still haven't had those big connections this year this is not a typical ty hilton year he's been good but they don't have this explosive passing attack between the two anymore uh at least not this year i say anymore as if they had one previous that you know that's just it hasn't developed quite yet and uh, that hurts to watch to know that that could be there but it's not quite yet um and kind of some of the points that you talked about yes jj watts at but uh, uh, Menhu is is having a good year. Whitney mm-hmm. Merciless is a just a beast there for them. And you know, yes, their secondary was was kind of trash when the Colts played them, but they did grab Gary and Conley. Um, I, I I forgot about that. I, he has had a pre- he's kind of resurged himself over the past few weeks. At least he's he is make giving wide receivers fits. So um, I, I just. Man, I don't. I'm. I'm gonna go have to give the Texans this a one point win in this. I'm just gonna say 24-23, just because I, I just. It's on the road, like I said. Yes, I get the T.Y. Hilton factor, but thinking ahead, it that calf is calves are not easy to overcome, you know. And True. with the other side of that being that they haven't been explosive yet this year. Uh, what what do they do there? What does Paris Campbell's absence make a make a difference? Does anybody else in this wide receiver course step up and do something? Do you know maybe Ashton Doolin becomes you know the the Texans killer in this game and the Colts run away with it? I don't know, man. This is to yeah. me this game. Uh, I, I feel like if both both teams are as healthy as they are. I still kind of feel like the Texans are right now the better team chemistry-wise. Uh, and, you know, they've had some some domination games. And if you get Deshaun Watson uh, hot, man, he is hard to cool off. So I, 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 he, hate, he I hate to do this. But... like MVP caliber season this year so far. And mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. And He looks but, like I he mean... just came out of the, fuck, the fight with uh, Masvidal. And he was just yeah. dropping dimes last week. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, he, he's having a killer year, but I mean, we we fair, we kept him fairly at bay. Um, yep. Uh, in the last game, so I, I guess you know you're probably right, <laughs> and I just can't bring myself. Um, I like that we're different on this one. I I really do. And, and this part of me is just being stubborn. No, I want to just, be able to tell you I you are right. I can't, I can't let them uh, drop games to AFC South teams this year. Yeah. <laughs> it, my problem. It hurts, but uh, I had to do it. And, and I, like I said, I'm glad we're on opposite sides of that right now. It's not that I don't think that the Colts could beat them. I, honestly, I think the Colts have the ability to slaughter them. 
mm-hmm. at the same time, I just can't do it, man. I hate doing that, man. I have now I've picked the Texans to beat the Colts twice in one year. That's, <laughs> well, rough. And, that's rough. And, and you were wrong once. So let's, let's keep that going. <laughs> right. But um, let's keep rocking that. But once again, we're, we're at this season, you know, we, we, last year we had that, that one and five start. And then that just incredible run. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw consistency right. throughout that incredible run. And now we're back to like the, the 20, 15 2014 you know who's showing up this this week Colts yeah um and and it's to be expected with the 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 personnel change we saw at the beginning of this year you know Mm -hmm. while they can tell that you know they can tell us that schemes the same and things things like that you you lose such a huge cog in that machine think things are going to change and you're going to you're going to have to work to find an identity and we thought that might be our running game, but but that hasn't been consistent enough. So I, I still think this team is trying to find out how they do dig in mm-hmm. and 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 bend their opponents their will instead of just squeaking by. And hopefully we can find that soon. Yeah. Um, hopefully Jacoby, you know, missed half a game roughly, and and that's what we see of him missing a game, and that chemistry can continue. Um, and the offensive line can get their stuff together with these next couple games, which should, you know, give them some confidence boost. And and we go on a run, and and the Texans are not an issue like they usually are not for us at, uh, in Houston. But I, I can see exactly exactly how that goes the way you think it's going to go too. So yeah, just, said, I'm just putting my Homer hat on. It's more of me being a worrywart and thinking of all the negativity that possibly could come out of that game. So. All yeah, right. like I said, I'm glad we're split on that. So let's move on to a team that the Colts are guaranteed to win against. Uh, this is the Colts hosting the Titans in Week Thirteen. Is that right? 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, yes. yes, Week Thirteen. Yeah, Colts right? host the Titans, probably Tannehill. Uh, I would assume. I don't know how they could yeah. possibly sit Mariota and then bring him back. Um, Bring him back. Well, they are the Titans, so this is true. They can do they just could a, do they that. Can do a lot of things. <laughs> um, I'm never going to pick against the Colts when they host, uh, when they play the Titans from now on, because they just yeah. simply have their number. And honestly, I think their offensive coordinator is trash. I mean, I really do. Uh, he, I mean, he's had some good games, calling games, but I mean, hell, even the last time that the Colts played uh, the Titans, he was all over the place with some terrible play calling, terrible time uh, management. I mean, he whew, he had some really like wow moments, in my opinion. There, he's a first year coordinator. Maybe he's got a rough set of cards that he's been dealt. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. You're not seeing. Um, consistent weeks with that offense doing well. You see Tannehill come in and be like, man, Tannehill played pretty well. Maybe it wasn't the offensive coordinator. Maybe it was just getting Mariota out of there. Well, last week, they looked like crap again. And, you know, you can say, you know, it was the opponent or or whatever you, you choose to say. Uh, I, I'm just not picking against the Colts when they play the Titans. I think that the yeah, first night of December, the Colts are going to host them, uh, and, and they're just going to smash them. I, I truly believe that. Although uh, yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm Dan, right there with you. Tannehill played pretty well when he was with Miami against the Colts, but I don't know. I, I just don't think <clears throat> I just don't think there's enough there between everything that they've got uh, to beat the Colts. Now their defense is tough. We know that. 
offensively, I think the yeah. Colts should be able to completely stop their their offense. Yeah, I, I do too. It, it was it was clear the last time that Eberflus was was in their coordinator's head mm-hmm. that he he just he had no answers for it. Um, and you know, maybe like you said, that's that's a first year thing. Just not used to it. Uh, we've come to expect, for the most part, Eberflus doing some some pretty creative things and and tripping some guys up. You know, he's he's got that defense working fairly well. Um, the season as he did last season mm-hmm. um, with especially with the young guys that he has right um, and yeah I, I I don't see it going the other way I I personally think Tannehill has showed that he's a better quarterback overall than Mariota mm-hmm. um, that might you know that's my personal opinion that also might be my just extreme bias against the Titans yeah, no I agree with <laughs> um, you um uh, I think Mariota was terrible, honestly. Yeah, this year, so. and, and and Mario didn't get have a, didn't have a lot of help. You know, his offensive line was never great. He's gone through how many coordinators and head coaches? Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to lay all the blame on him, but then again, he also played terribly. Yep. <laughs> most of the time, it's, so it's true. Uh, that doesn't help things, and and then being injured like he was constant just doesn't help with that. Um, if you can't stay on the field, you can't get better. So very true. There's there's that. And so yeah, I, I think similar to what we are expecting with the Dolphins, that this is going to be a pretty easy game for them. Absolutely. At least defensively. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair because they do have a pretty decent defense, but I we just seem to like I said to have their number. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There seem to be those plays that come in sometime. Uh, between the uh, the front half and uh, or the front yeah the front half and the middle part of the the fourth quarter where the Colts seem to take advantage and and kind of take control of the game there where the Titans can't really recover it seems to be kind of a a common thread that that we see with these matchups uh, every year twice, to be perfectly honest so yep so you've got them sweeping in this quarter yeah. uh, which would put the Colts at nine and three. Which is a damn nice place to be. It would be wonderful. I've got them at eight and four, ending uh, this quarter of the season. So I, I'll be honest with you, I would take either of them uh, personally. Yeah, I agree. But this is man. Th- aside from that Texans game, this should be about as cupcake of a month as you could ever expect to have in the NFL. Quite honestly, I mean, and that, and and I'm afraid they're all trap games. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, look, my anxiety sets in. Absolutely. At that point, you look at the last quarter of the season that we'll be talking about here in a few weeks, uh, and you've got the Bucks, who have looked to be giant killers and just awful. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, the Saints have been amazing for the most part. Whether Bridgewater, Breeze, doesn't matter. Their defense and offense are both hitting on all cylinders. The Panthers look explosive at times. They also look terrible at times. But that defense is for real. Uh, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, their, their offense can be really good. Uh, but outside of that, the Jaguars, I mean, it's kind of, you know, they've got one tough game this quarter. They've got one kind of, a um, kind of a gimme in the last quarter, kind of complete opposites, uh, when you look at this. So you got four tough games, you got four fairly, uh, or well, four games that you feel like you should win, uh, out of these mm-hmm. next eight games. So this is going to be, you know, a, a really as if it's not already a critical part of the year being the last, you know, the second half of the season. 
this is going to be a very critical part because the Texans, you know, are, like I said, they're hitting on all cylinders. And I don't think the Colts have to worry about the Jaguars or Titans catching up to them even. So this is. Uh, yeah. This is and, and those last four games, three of them are on the road, too, which is, is not ideal. Correct. Um, but I think, you know, if we get into the situation, of course, we'll, we'll come back for the, the last quarter. But, you know, if, if we win those four games that we expect them to win. And we at least split mm-hmm. the other two. We're, we're in a great spot. Yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. So either way, at least per our predictions, we, we look to have the Colts coming out uh, and uh, uh, in moving into December uh, with either eight or nine wins. So I, I love the way yeah. that looks, honestly. And, you know, you hope that the Texans have, you know, a couple stumbles that can kind of be mm-hmm. within a game of them throughout. Uh, and you kind of hope they have more than a couple stumbles. Maybe the Colts will be a game or two ahead of them. You just never know. So uh, obviously that's the hope right now between the Texans and Colts kind of uh, you know battling in the two-horse race, so to speak, for the AFC South, it seems, just about every year. So, yep. uh, folks, thank you for listening. Those are our third-quarter predictions. Uh, Jim, thank you for jumping on the show once again. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Love it. Thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you guys all. Uh, Make sure that you're going to Stampede Blue for all your Indianapolis Colts news and analysis. Make sure you guys are going to the show on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give us a rating and review. Those help a ton. Also, get to TickPick if you're buying uh, tickets for anything at all. Do it. I don't care if it's a a freaking play. Go on TickPick and use the promo code Stampede. Do it. You'll be happy you did, uh, folks. But we are out for, for this Colts cast. We will talk to you next time. Uh, Jim, thanks again for being on the show. Go Colts. Hope that we can get us a few wins uh, in this next set of uh, this little next bracket of the schedule because this is a big part of the year. So uh, thank you guys all for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Colts cast. Stampede Blue.